Blessed Assurance on Hot 187. You're listening to Reverend Shona from St. Mark's Anglican Church. And if you've just joined, it's wonderful to be with you. We are, of course, today celebrating Palm Sunday, Jesus' triumphant entry into Jerusalem as we move towards Easter Sunday. Now, in Palm Sunday, I've looked at already what the people were expecting. And, of course, we know that they were expecting a warrior king who would set them free from Roman oppression. So there was huge excitement, huge expectation and hope. Finally, they would be set free. This, which had been prophesied for years, would finally arrive and happen. So one can almost understand the people's anger as they found out he's not the warrior Messiah they'd hoped for and prayed for all these years, but instead he brings a freedom that they don't yet comprehend. Maybe we too would have been angry, perhaps not as angry enough to join the crowds and shout crucify him a few days later, but I think I would have been deeply disappointed, especially if this was something I'd been waiting for. And Jesus, of course, knew the prophecies that the king would come on a donkey, in fact, and that's why he mounted a donkey, a purebred colt, as Zechariah prophesied. And so Jesus, knowing the Old Testament, knew what he was doing. And many of the people would not only have remembered Zechariah's words, but some may even have remembered that when Solomon became king of Israel, he was presented on his father's donkey, King David's donkey. There's one other prophecy that I'd actually completely forgotten about, and as I did some research for today, I found it in Genesis 49. Jacob pronounced that the Messiah would come and tether his donkey to a vine, his colt to the choicest of branches. This is why they're shouting, because they know these prophecies and they've seen it. So they're shouting, Hail to the King! And they throw their cloaks before him because they recognize his sovereignty. And so they recognize who Jesus is and what the statement means. Now, have you considered how we show Jesus is Lord in our own lives? How do we recognize his sovereignty? We may not need to throw our cloaks down, but we do need to open our hearts before Jesus. So we need to open our hearts and surrender. We need to lay down our pride and our need for control, and in fact, our very lives. And we need to surrender everything to God and ask God to be Lord of our lives. Now that sounds very easy and glib to say, but I'm sure as all of you know, well certainly for myself, that's not as easy. There are parts of my life that I would like to keep and not surrender. There are things that I would like to control and not constantly surrender the control completely. Even things such as unforgiveness perhaps, or grudges, or hold on to hurt, anger or bitterness. We sometimes hold on to these because we don't know who we are without them, and we don't think it's right to let it go, and so we hold on to it, and yet we are called to give that all to Jesus. So today as we celebrate Palm Sunday and move towards the crucifixion and the resurrection, let's spend a few minutes examining our lives. Just imagine for a moment, I actually thought about this and I thought, imagine seeing your, your whole life or yourself as a house and you're inviting Jesus in the front door. Are there any rooms in your house that you wouldn't want Jesus to go into, you wouldn't want him to see? Are there some doors that you would keep closed within yourself? Then look at those rooms, look at those doors that you keep closed and see why. Because actually God already knows everything and God loves us even with all of that. And God invites us to surrender everything to God so God can bring healing and wholeness. And so I think as we're preparing for Holy Week, as we're moving towards Good Friday and Easter Sunday, let's imagine ourselves as this house. And where there are doors that we'd rather keep closed or would rather keep in the dark, let us bring them into the light and let us allow God to heal them.
Because the truth is, as I said, Jesus already knows us completely and absolutely. So let's throw open that door and surrender all to him. As you reflect on showing Jesus your own life and your own house, coming up now on Hot 1027, Majesty. Good morning, beautiful people of God. Today. You are listening to Sunrise with Shona on Hot 1027, and it's wonderful to be back with you again this morning, especially as it's Palm Sunday, and we begin Holy Week and our journey with Jesus to the cross and to the resurrection. And of course, this week we had that huge thing, where after 750 days, our president said to us that it was the end of the state of disaster and so we can almost go back to normal living but of course we still have to be careful and I just wonder how you feel how you feel about the end of it how you felt in these last 750 days and I hope that you're okay now as I said it's one week to Easter Sunday and Palm Sunday for us is the day the scripture is fulfilled from Zechariah chapter 9 verse 9 where we read that you will see your king come to you and he will be riding on a donkey and he will be gentle. So let's go back as if we were living at the time when Jesus rode into Jerusalem on a donkey and imagine what it was like. So perhaps you were chatting to a neighbor, perhaps you were cleaning your home, doing the washing or watching children and then you hear this enormous noise and I can only imagine what the noise was like of people shouting and cheering, you see the people running and so you join them to go and see what is going on. What can be happening? As you draw closer you would hear what the crowds were actually shouting. They were saying the king is coming and as you watch some people take off their cloaks and place them on the road. Now any good Jewish person would have known that this was an ancient custom that people threw their cloaks on the road to make a carpet for royal processions. Others are climbing on roofs to see what's happening, some may even climb a tree. But everyone is shouting and there's this huge noise and you hear Hosanna to the King, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna to the King. It must have been quite a spectacle and quite a lot of noise. Now you would be expecting to see someone perhaps on a very magnificent horse or a war horse in grand clothes and instead what you would see was a man riding on a donkey. And I wonder how I would have felt if I had seen that. Would I have recognized who Jesus was? And how did the vast majority of the crowd feel? They were of course convinced that he was the king and that's why they were there throwing their cloaks on the road and waving palm branches and shouting to the Messiah because they had been waiting for ages for this Messiah to set them free from Roman oppression. Did Jesus fit the bill? Clearly at this stage they thought he did. The crowds go mad welcoming him as a king and a few years ago we hosted the Soccer World Cup, I don't know if you remember, and the streets were filled with that noise of the vuvuzelas. I used to hear them from early in the morning, taxis driving past and so on. And I feel that's what it must have been like for the people at that time. The Jewish people had been struggling under oppression and finally their king had come. Finally he would set them free, they thought, from Roman rule. Or would he? And of course we know that he didn't set them free from oppression of the Roman rule, but he did set them free from oppression in other sorts. He brought a very different type of freedom. Freedom from sin, freedom from fear of death, freedom from bitterness and unforgiveness and pride, and the freedom of inheriting eternal life and therefore being able to live in the eternal now, right now, today. I'm going to explore this in much more detail, but first on the mighty hot 1027, Blessed Assurance. Majesty on Hot 1027, if you've just tuned in, you're listening to Sunrise with Shona, and it is really good to be with you on this Palm Sunday. I hope that you are well, and I hope that 
even as we understand the freedom that we are now being given to do things slightly differently with us not being in a state of disaster, we still need to be careful of the virus. And so let's move into Palm Sunday. And I think it's quite appropriate that the state of disaster was lifted just before we move into Holy Week, because of course Jesus moves into Jerusalem to set the people free, not free from Roman oppression, but free from other oppressions that they might have been feeling. So one aspect of Palm Sunday that I've actually never explored before is the fact that Jesus showed up in spite of the danger to him. So Jesus knew full well that danger was awaiting him and that death was awaiting him in Jerusalem, and yet he shows up anyway. If we look at Luke chapter 13, even the Pharisees are warning him because we read at that time the Pharisees came to Jesus and said to him, leave this place and go somewhere else. Herod wants to kill you. And at the end they went and handed him over. But yeah, they're warning him, please go away. So Jesus knew what was waiting for him. And his reply to the Pharisees was, go tell that fox, I will keep driving out demons and healing people today, tomorrow, and on the third day I will reach my goal. In any case, I must press on because no prophet can die outside Jerusalem. So he knew exactly what was awaiting him. Now we can only imagine what the motives of the Pharisees were at the time. I'm not sure that they really were interested in the good of Jesus. Maybe they just wanted him out of the way. But they also knew that if someone stirred up the crowds, as Jesus was doing, and he wasn't stirring them up in revolt, but if the Romans suspected that anyone was stirring up crowds, everyone would suffer because the Romans would clamp down on all. So maybe that's why they wanted him to go away. But there are a few things that become clear to me. Jesus was not afraid of Herod or the Pharisees or any human being. Jesus had a powerful healing ministry, and I believe and have experienced that Jesus continues to heal today. And Jesus knew what was waiting for him. He knew he would be killed, and yet he still shows up. That's how much God loves us. Now, when we reflect back on our own life, where has God showed up for you? I find it fascinating when I look back and at times when I felt like I couldn't go on and I felt God had deserted me, that's when I realized God was powerfully present. God was carrying me. How has God showed up for you? Where have you heard God? maybe through scriptures, through others. Where have you felt God's presence? And when you haven't felt God's presence and you reflect back, can you see that God was in fact present with you? Because one thing I know for sure is that God is always present and God always shows up. Now, the next part of that obviously is, are we always present for God and do we show up for God and others? Do we have the courage of our own convictions? Are we prepared to stand out from the crowd and be different and live differently? Most of us, myself included, would say, I would like to, but maybe not always. In fact, perhaps really not always. So as we enter Holy Week with the refrain, Hosanna to the King ringing in our ears, let us remember God always shows up and so do we need to. Let us try to surrender our whole lives to God. Let us live in such a way that all will know that Jesus is our Lord and our King. And let us embrace the freedom that Jesus brought us to live this life to the full in the sure and certain knowledge of our eternal life and that we are children of God. I pray that God will bless you in this holy week. I pray for protection over you. And I, I really do thank you for listening. I hope that you have a wonderful Sunday and an even better Easter. Chat to you next week. God bless.